everybody, and welcome to Sean and Lydia Happy Hour. First podcast of 2022 coming at you from Studio Easy Peasy, Des Moines, Iowa. Hey, what's up? You know what time it is in the happy hour. Crack your favorite beverage, alcoholic, not alcoholic, you know how it is. Join us, baby. Whoa, oh, whoa. hey. <laughs> Cheers, my love. Cheers, darling. Of course, joining me this week on our pod is uh, Lydia, my bride. And we've got, a, we've got a fun one. We're coming at you with some love. We're coming at you with some history of Valentine's Day as this will be posted just before you all are celebrating in some sort of fashion. So to get started, Lydia has got some history behind the holiday because it, its its origins are not what you may think right, as it's been commercialized. So. Oh boy, and I'm certainly going to do my best. So as, I, I, th- I mean, I think a lot of people... No, probably it's common knowledge that Valentine's Day was named after St. Valentine, which was a Catholic martyr. But even before that, taking it way, way back, baby, as you can imagine, it was a pagan holiday, of course. The Christians stole just about every pagan holiday under the sun, and this one is a part of it. So, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, you can do your own research or whatever, but just some of the stuff that I found in the 6th century BC, and I'm not going to be able to say this right, but the Lupercalia Fest, which was a pagan celebration of fertility, um, is kind of the origins of Valentine's Day. And so from there, basically the Romans would sacrifice sacrifice goats and it, the internet said one dog I don't know. I don't know why. Just one dog. But um, basically, it's kind of gruesome. They would strip the animals of their pelts, and then the men in the village would dorn the pelts and run around town, and they would strike any woman that they came upon, which was... Like hit? Yep. Okay. (laughs) And Uh, this was... Not very romantic. Not very romantic, but this was said to promote... They believed that it promoted fertility among, like, the young people of of the village. And then later, you know, this is going to morph over the centuries, but... And not a century later, but later, after this original origin, apparently... Later on, women would put their names into an urn, and then men would choose out of the urn the the name of said woman, and that would become their partner for the year. So think about like the Goblet of Fire, only like way sexier. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's okay. All right. And oftentimes this would lead to marriage. So anyway, you're seeing the themes of fertility and obviously, you know, fertility, love, correlate. And anyway, there's there's several other traditions that kind of evolved out of this, but I'm just going to skip forward to Pope Galatius. You did Tec- so good already <laughs> with just those two wild words. So uh, Pope Galatius formally made this a holiday in 496 AD, and let me back up a little bit because it it involved the martyr Saint Valentine, and I guess. St. Valentine, there's a lot of mythology around like who he was and what exactly happened. So we won't get too far into that. But uh, during the Roman, the Roman reign, (laughs) wait, WWE, (laughs) Um, during the Roman Empire, as some of you may know, as Christianity was rising, the Romans were very intimidated by this. I mean, the Romans literally, supposedly, I should say, executed Jesus Christ, right? And this is kind of like what got Christianity started from the roots in Judaism, of course. 
And so you can see that there's obviously this tension between the Christians and the Romans. And St. Valentine supposedly was a Christian who would help Christian couples who were in love get married kind of like on the down low. And the Romans eventually imprisoned him and executed him. But while he was in prison, apparently he had this woman, and I, I forget, I think she was like, what she was important in some way. She was like royalty of some kind. Like she was, I don't, I can't remember if she was the emperor's, you know, daughter or whatever, but it was something important. And she, she, she and St. Valentine, apparently I shouldn't say Saint at the time, just Valentine. <laughs> she and Valentine fell in love and he supposedly one, like one of his last like written love notes to her was signed from your Valentine. And so anyway, it's just kind of interesting because obviously we send Valentine cards today. And fast forward to modern day. In 1985, it's believed that Hallmark really kind of brought this into modern day by solidifying it, by solidifying it with advertising and starting to promote like Valentine's Day cards. But the whole history of it has been celebrated by a lot of European nations. And even in Mexico, for example, like the 14th of February, there's a lot of other nations is what I'm trying to say that don't just celebrate it as like romantic love. It's also about friendship and kinship and coming together. So there's all these themes of love and different kinds of love. But in the United States, obviously, it's a lot of focus around romantic love between uh, two romantic, like intimate partners. And also something that's notable is Cupid. You know, we all know Cupid. Um, he is the cherub from Roman mythology and he is the mythical son of Venus, who, as some of you may know, is the goddess of love. So that's some of the symbolism there. Mm. So, again, like many of our modern day holidays, they're rooted in paganism. And then the church sort of meshed almost the pagan holiday with a religious holiday. And I mean, we can theorize a million reasons why that might be. But I mean, a common, you know, even with Christmas and so forth. Halloween. And Halloween, yes, as we've talked about on a previous podcast, yeah. it's kind of the church's way of integrating paganism into their own little cult <laughs> and right. getting the pagans on board throughout history and swaying sort of the collective mindset of tribal people, essentially. So now we find ourselves today right on the precipice of the holiday right around the quarter. And Sean, I think you have a few things to say about sort of the modern traditions and, and, and things around that nature. Yeah, I'm going to talk about the modernization, which goes back into a little bit of your time frame here. So I've got some bullet points I'm just going to rattle off here. In 1797, The Sound Man's Writer was a book that was published by, in Brit in, by a British publisher that contained scores of sentimental verses, poems uh, for the young lover who was unable to compose their own to court a lover. So I thought that was pretty interesting because a book was had to come out in, you know, the 17th century to help these young folks. Yeah, yeah, help these young little fellas out. <laughs> and so just to give uh, some a rundown of how it just boomed because of one decision in Britain was in 1835, 60,000 Valentine cards were sent out. But this was at a time where there was high postage costs. So 
that's why it was only 60,000. Well, yeah, because I'm pretty sure like you just had to walk from Belgium to France to, <laughs> yeah. de- to deliver a card back then. It was all just on foot. It's yeah, like yeah. we have no other way to get the we have no other way to get the mail. We're just right. going to walk. <laughs> then in 1840, a decision was made to reduce production or reduce postal rates, excuse me, and the stamp was developed in Britain. And this uh yeah, before it costs like two horses, one sheep, just to, yeah, yeah. just to mail a valentine. It's like, that's really how you show your love, honestly. So in 1845 years later, 400,000 valentine were sent. This ushered in a less personal but easier type of practice for uh, sending valentine. And then 1847, the first mass-produced valentine was developed here in the USA by Esther Howland from in Worcester, Massachusetts. Her father owned a stationery store, he, and his primary uh, way to make money was making big, large to- tombs or books, you know? And she, bright idea, this young woman was like, hey, why don't we just start doing Valentine's? So she started mm-hmm. importing floral and lace and all sorts of like extravagant items from Britain. Mm-hmm. To like craft your own Valentine yeah. card. Well, no, she with his stationery business. Oh, cool. She was yeah. able to use those imports to develop the first mass-produced Valentine, and she began began this business venture after receiving a Valentine from an English associate of her father's. So someone was oh. trying to yeah across the spicy at, across the Atlantic. Someone was trying to court this businessman. Her father in Worcester, Massachusetts, his daughter. He was probably after the family fortune. Yeah. But what's <laughs> beautiful about it is that his daughter just took that idea, ran with it, and developed it into something humongous. And now, I, I mean, one can assume that that is what made his company successful, mm-hmm. his daughter's wonderful idea. So shout out to her. And then, so that gets us to the mid-19th century. Valentine's Day trade was further commercialized in the U.S., as you stated, uh, I think you even said 1965 or something. 1985 apparently 85. is when Hallmark, I think, just started mass advertising and pushing right. for Valentine's cards, like buy our card. You know what I mean? And you know how that works. It just gets in the mindset, and everyone's like, "Oh, should I be sending Valentine's cards?" <laughs> yeah. So as you as you stated, it was Valentine's Day cards. You know, we get to that point, but. Going back just a few more years, so I'm sorry I'm bouncing around a little bit, but 1868, a British company that we all know and love, the Cadbury Company, created (laughs) fancy boxes, which was just a fancy Mm. box of chocolates. And that also started to be associated with Valentine now. So you have the cards, you have the chocolates, and then by mid-20th century, so we're talking, you know, 1950, and so practice of exchanging gifts of all manner was accepted jewelry flowers and that's where we get to yeah hallmark but here's a couple other things that are pretty insane u.s greeting card association estimates that 190 million valentines are given each year with half given half of those so we're talking about 100 million given to family members so it's not even like a husband and wife type thing holiday only at this point just like you said the friendship comes in the distribution of this love yeah. like a, 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 a gifts or a card it developed into a more family type thing and with the internet the rise of the internet popular popularity and online people started distributing digital gifts valentines critics online of course 
then began to really hit hard with Hallmark, it just being a Hallmark holiday. And uh, like a contrived holiday. Yeah. I mean, which I mean, partially, yeah, but also is that necessarily a bad thing? I don't know. Just yeah. like Halloween is invented by the candy companies. Right. You know? <laughs> so now uh, we that gets us to the 21st century. Nearly 200 million Valentines are sent each year, not including the hundreds of millions that are distributed throughout schools from kids mm -hmm. to kids. And I mean, I just had such fun memories. Just Yeah, getting, I was going to say, like, what do you own, remember? Like, uh, so for me, I went school. to, yeah, I, w you would make your own box, Valentine's Day mm -hmm. box. You keep it on your desk and then everyone in your class, because, you know, that's how it was in, in elementary and middle school. Your class was your class it wasn't like you're going right changing and different then you, classes you would just like walk around right? yeah and i'd give out like ed ed netty yeah Valentine's. and you always put like a piece of candy in it or something <laughs> yeah well i mean if you were fortunate enough to have a parent that could afford you know the extra little candy yeah and remember how you would always like you always had to write them out for every person in your class yeah, and whoever Jessica, your crush was you would Rick. like you would pick like the most special one do you remember yeah, doing yeah, that yeah. it's like there's five there's like 10 of them in the pack but you would just like pick the one that really you know really touched your soul for that special person yeah. in your class. Yeah, for the girl that you had a crush on. You'd you slip used... like two extra candies in it. Yeah, you had like the pepe and the pew. <laughs> like, oh, I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll with the, maybe a possible smooch at I'm some pretty point. sure like my mom always tried to get me to get like the feminine like valentines and i was always like i want power range yeah yeah, Ninja yeah. Turtles. like oh i never God. wanted like the princess like girly ones I was, she's like are you sure you don't want it and i was like no i want this one to say i'm kicking your ass today power ranger yeah <laughs> yeah for sure i remember having pokemon ones i pikachu you or i choose you excuse me mm -hmm. and like that kind of thing and then I'm uh, moving to high school, though. I we had so many like interesting things at Waukee High School here in Iowa. What do you mean? Where you could pay, so we you could pay money to play a song to a specific person over the intercom. What? A whole song, yeah. And like it went to like the graduation fund or something. That's or, like, kind of cute. Book. Yeah. So like there was this girl I had a crush on named Emily Kraska, and I remember uh, at the time I was like so emo, you know, like rocking my <laughs> hot topic. She was like preppy and whatever. <laughs> and the song Emily by From First to Last, mm -hmm. her name's Emily. I was like, always like, oh, I want to play that for her. And I chickened out you chickened so out? hard. It was Does like it a say week. at the end? Do they say who it's from? No, it's just... like anonymous. Oh, okay. Then that brings me to like this crazy thing that like the yearbook committee or whatever developed where you could buy like an extravagant gift, have it delivered by one of the yearbook committee people mm -hmm. anonymously to your valentine so roosevelt high school's version of that like kind of similar and you could do it anonymous and i think it was also through like the yearbook or something because yeah. it, it went to as like a fund like they, for the prom right so like you could advanced, you could yeah. basically like buy a chrysanthemum for somebody and then it would like be delivered anonymous anonymously to them like in one of their classrooms and it was just like oh my god so exciting who yeah. did you know who got it for me who got it for me <laughs> you know kind of a thing and if like your boyfriend at the time didn't deliver you one it was like oh my god what the fuck yeah <laughs> but yeah it's kind of interesting that in high i'm kind of surprised that they did that i wonder if they still do that kind of stuff because i just feel like Anything that makes people feel left out now, it's like, I, I don't know. I'd be interested to know if they still do that kind of stuff. So I've got a list of, at, at the end of my, here, I'm almost done, but at the end, I want to talk about like the satirical holidays that have been developed through the internet age. 
But so let me get back to some economic stats. And I'm using 2017 because that's what I've, I've found as the latest survey stats. Money spent on Valentine's Day in the United States in 2017 was $18.2 billion, which amounts to $136 per person, which is I can see like you and I like, you know, we'll get into what we do, but like dinner and a gift or so like how know, much? $136 per person. Oh, well, that's, I don't know. That doesn't seem like insane, right? So that's why I wanted to compare it to the music <laughs> industry in 2017 brought in $8.6 billion. So we're talking over double money was spent oh, on wow, just yeah. Valentine's Wait, Day. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any Movie sense. Movie theaters brought in in 2017 a total sum in the United States, $11.2 billion. Still well under that 18.2 that the U that citizens in the U.S. spend on their significant others, family members, and lovers. What's the most you've ever spent on me? I mean, five, six hundred. I mean, we, because really, like, like you know, concert tickets, a nice sushi dinner, flowers, I a suppose. gift or two. Yeah, I mean, we don't go insane. No, like no. we, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. But. So the last comparison I want to show, share, you know how I got to do it as the gamer. Game Boy, eight uh, video games bring in brought in in 2017 seventy-eight point six one billion. So, I love to share this stat. Video games bring in more than movie, the film, and music industry by a huge margin. Mm -hmm. So, with the digital distribution and less money spent on these paper cards that you know these kids are just gonna get, and I mean I think I even have a little bit in, like in my keepsake from like elementary, but 2019 surveys showed that over the last decade of the 2010s saw the first decline in spending, though, because every year since, as you said, the mid 20th century, people were spending more and more. It went from like one hundred and eight dollars in 2013 to like that one thirty six in 2017. So it's pretty in incredible how major this is to our economic situation here in the United States. And uh, yeah, that brings us to how we celebrate, which I've already kind of mentioned it, but we, we go on a, a, a fun dinner. I mean, this year we plan to go to Miyabi Nine, one of our favorite sushi places mm -hmm. ever. Uh, and traditional, I mean, it's real. Very traditional, it's yeah. It's owned by a Japanese man. Like, oh, yeah. It's, he, it's real. <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> even get me going gushing about how amazing Miyabi Nine is, but uh, we exchange small gifts, you know. It's just a little bit of romantic thing. Sometimes we go to, like, some years we've gone to a movie, movie dinner and a movie kind of thing. And you know what I was going to say is we don't fight that much, but for some reason. Yeah. For some, like, Sean and I really don't fight very often, but for some reason, we somehow end up getting in, like, a blow. Yeah. I think that's our tradition, babe. What do you want to fight about this? Yeah, I know. I haven't even thought about <laughs> Have it. Have you been stewing on anything? Yeah, Let's yeah. really And just think about it for the next week and really get the juices Yeah, yeah, going. get the juices flowing. For some, I don't know why it is, but for some reason, we get into some stupid argument. <laughs> it's like it's like the stresses of the holiday and just like you know like so much expectation but not really because you and i don't expect like the most extravagant thing you know so maybe it maybe other couples have a similar thing like i i feel like that's happened to me in other relationships too for some reason like i don't know why maybe yeah maybe it's just for some the odd like tension that is around the holiday or something yeah. like but there's a lot of you know cynical talk about valentine's day Absolutely. And I will just say that 
I agree that it is somewhat contrived, but I also think it's beautiful to have a few days a year where you kind of go out of your way to like focus on your partner or focus on your friends. There, it's just a good reminder. You know, it's a good excuse. Not that we don't like go out on dates and so forth, but it's a good excuse just to like, you know, dress up a little bit, go out to a nice meal, you know, spend some extra time uh, with your loved one, whether that's a friend, you know, your best girlfriend or your husband or your yeah. wife or your girl, you know, it, it's just a good reason to just focus on that that person or those people for a day like there's nothing wrong with a little bit of extra love yeah show love yeah for sure so with the internet culture as we've been talking about in the 21st century there has been a lot of pushback a lot of critics of course to valentine's day so one of the holidays that's been developed through this internet culture and and the critics are is Singles Awareness Day, which is the day after, so the fifteenth of February. Just ridiculous. It is, but at the same time, like people that don't have a relationship, haven't been in one in a long time. You know, Valentine's Day is a it's it's not easy to be alone. Loneliness is. I mean, I guess if you literally don't have friends, which I mean, I'm very blessed to have many friends, but it's just. I mean, go hang out with your buddy. Like, what's yeah. stopping you from buying your homie some chocolates, man? <laughs> yeah. it's all. There's also a holiday called World Kiss Day, which is July 6th, and it's practiced across, the, across Europe. World Kiss Day. Yeah, mainly in the United Kingdom. And this is a day where the concept... <laughs> on July what? On July 6th. World Kiss Day is celebrated in the United Kingdom primarily, but across Europe. Why? Because they were like, America declared independence. Now we need to hug each other because we're sad. No, so the concept behind the International Kissing Day is that many people have forgotten the simple pleasures associated with kissing for kissing's sake only, as opposed to kissing for social formality or to prelude other activities. Oh, wow. So they're just kissing everybody. Cool, sexy, hot. Other activities. (laughs) So the other couple... Odd ones I found in preparation for this podcast was Steak and Blowjob Day. What? Which is apparently supposed to be March 14th. And this is... Okay, a, putting so month, that one down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Noted. <laughs> yeah. So this is a, a month later, March 14th. And that's supposed to be where the wife or the woman or, you know, the... Lover. Oh, men felt left out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Valentine's Day so is all about the woman. So the woman is supposed to cook him a steak and <laughs> give him a, some oral pleasure. <laughs> Felicio. And Jesus. so the pushback came That's from... some a, red pill shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The pushback to that, which is so hilarious to me, came from a, a, a filmmaker and writer and a web designer named uh, Miss Not. She goes by Miss Naughty online. <laughs> And so that's April 14th, and it's called Cake and Cunning Lingus Day. So it's like... April 14th. So it's another month later that... Oh, my God. That for... It's to emphasize women's enjoyment and to honor women, which... All right, cool. Like, (laughs) who doesn't want to honor women in their life? So that is... That's kind of like how it's been in the modern times, you know? It has been commercialized. It has been... There's a lot of satirical and critics on... And critics across the world, but... One thing that you have already touched on uh, when you're talking about the development of this holiday way back in paganism is that it is celebrated in some sort of fashion at some point in the year. It doesn't have to be in February. That's just a United States type thing uh, across the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's 
tons and tons of countries. I mean, the list is Like related holidays, yeah. Yeah, related in some sort of fashion. Turns out humans just like to love each other. Yeah. (laughs) And then it has anti-Valentine's Day has been definitely developed in countries across the world, such as Saudi Arabia and those those countries that are less, uh, that give less rights to just public intimacy or any kinds of a showing of affection right pretty crazy so what do you think about love in general love is a lion's tooth is and that from something <laughs> it's just something i just recently came across when i was reading about love is a lion's tooth yeah and i think about that when you know i we don't ascribe to astrology, but like, you know, we, it does it does play a part in our lives and how we associate ourselves and our own personalities. And, and it does it. I am a Leo. Like it is very, very prominent. And, you know, I just think about that and how I the, the sign for a Leo is a, is a lion. And yeah, I just think like I, I give my tooth to you, but I'll use my my teeth to f- protect you and just yeah yeah i'm kind of working out a little poem for you a little a little spoiler for valentine's day with this notion of (laughs) love is a lion's tooth because it's protecting (laughs) and it's loving but it's also i give you mine Mm -hmm. you know so yeah i heard something recently related to you know about when we're on the topic of zodiacs that was like what if we are in a simulation and your zodiac sign is just the back code for your personality whoa all right all right all right So overall, I mean, I've yeah. when it comes to love, I mean, I love my family. I love my friends. You know, I've only fallen in love with this kind of love, you know, mm-hmm. with you. So when I think about that, I mean, it's just like we have so many more Valentine's Days to get in some fun fights. No. Yeah. <laughs> Go to some fun sushi restaurants to get some tasty tacos mm. or whatever. But I mean... Yeah. We did get tasty tacos one year, I feel like. Yeah, that was the worst year. One, like one the of the fights, yeah. yeah. It was like our, I think it was our first official Valentine's together. Yeah, when we lived at the Cortez, 2014, right? yep, at the Cortez. I don't even know what we were fighting about, honestly. I think I wanted because, to go out that night or something and you were... <laughs> yeah, I, I think a lot of the times it's just like we're not connecting on the same wavelength. You know, like you want to go out, I want to stay home. You want to go, I want to go out, you want to stay home. And then one, one thing that is... Uh, and shout out to our best friend in the entire yeah, universe. Yeah, I was going to mention this. We somehow... <laughs> it, bring it back to that Singles Awareness Day being yeah. the 15th. Is that we somehow, over the last, I think, like four or five years, <laughs> always seem to bring At our boy Mitch. Night, we're like, hey, do you want to hang yeah, out? Yeah, hey, Mitch. Uh, how you doing, buddy? I know that you're, you know, you might have gone on a date or something, but you don't have like a... a so officially so uh you want to come on over you know we love you let's, get, uh, let's, let's just be honest we're just obsessed with mitch yeah 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 most yeah. nights end in mitch of some form like being here or being out with us <laughs> yeah like, yeah i mean speaking of love like there's so many there, it's a spectrum right yeah like you and i obviously started out as kind of like an infatuation type romantic attractive attracted to one another love but being in whether you're married or just in a long-term partnership i think people would agree that that love morphs into something different and it keeps evolving too like there's a romantic aspect to it but it's also a deep companionship of and i mean i guess i'm just describing my own experience maybe other people feel please do feel different but it's like you're a part of me 
it's like I'm not me without you and yeah a lot of people associate like a negative notion to somebody becoming one with you right like mm -hmm. you, you and I don't think it like I don't. You think don't about lose it, like, a sense of yourself. Right. But it's just that the best myself that, now includes you. The best kind <laughs> of relate. Yeah. Well, thank you. I love you. The <laughs> best too. kinds of relationships are the ones that make like you push me to be a better man. I mean, I try to be a better man for you, but also for us. Right. It's not just about you. It's not just about me. It's for us and our home and our boys, of course, our two little fur babies. Yeah. Speaking of uh, other spectrums of love, like yeah, you love yeah. your children, you love your dog, you love your cats, like you love your pet, you love your parents. But I mean, it's all it's different. You know, I love like, how you put that. So, it's a spectrum. It's, yeah. a, it's a, an all encompassing uh, different points. And I it's hard to describe because, and I was talking to you and Mitch about this the other night, I think as it related to meeting all the people that we've met in the last year out in Denver, it's just like, I just have so Shout much, out to the voyage I have so much love to give and my heart just keeps getting bigger. And it's like, I didn't, you didn't anticipate it. You didn't anticipate this kind of like, it's almost like a trajectory is like skyrocketed, right? Yeah. In the last year of just, we're all going through so much. We're all dealing with the, obviously the pandemic and the economy and your job. And then like, it just is like insane. You meet these people that you never knew because you have, you have, <laughs> we live in Des Moines, Iowa, and these people live in a whole nother place. And then you just feel so overwhelmed with. Yeah, it is overwhelming. <laughs> it yeah. truly is. And Well, you're doing a good job handling that overwhelming feeling because I think that you have a lot of love to give and I don't I don't think that you're done with that. I think that you're just getting started, baby. Yeah, I read something the other day that it's like It's beautiful to think about the fact that you haven't met all the people who are going to love you. That is that is 100% correct. And Interstellar Anne Hathaway and Matthew McConaughey are having a conversation. I don't remember what scene, but she says they're talking about love. And she says, we love people who have died. It tried to explain that. Mm. Love transcends time. Mm, okay. Yeah. Do you remember this scene? Oh, yeah. Let's go watch it. <laughs> Let's go watch that film after this. And it's beautiful. And it's true. Because I think what Matthew McConaughey's character is trying to say in the scene is something like it's biological, like it's just in your mind, it's just in your brain, it's to serve this purpose it's or coming that. coming from a science. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, she's and she to... says, you love people who have died. And And it's true, we do love people who have died. <laughs> and there's no biological sense to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not helping me any. Yeah. <laughs> That's for well, goddamn sure. I think it pushes you, pushes you forward. I actually had a, I don't know, I mean, I can cut this out, but, and I don't think I will, but 
I had a crazy dream this week and I do dream about my sister who did pass away in 2019 just before all the shit show of the pandemic but i had the most insane dream where i was at the events that followed her death where we're going to her celebration of life and it's not in the same setting you know in adele in in the park that she used to love to go to but it's in like this weird setting that's like outdoors with seating it's wrapped around a whole group of people and in the middle of so uh, it's like a group of people in like a circle okay and then it's wrapped around with a bunch of chairs people are taking seats people are laughing hugging crying and people are just talking about her and and i look at this and i'm just like so overwhelmed with just seeing this group of people people i've never met i've like people i've barely met through her celebration of life my friends my family i mean you're there mitch is there you know my my uh sister uh, other two sisters my dad my mom my uh, a bunch of her friends that you know through the service industry all of mm-hmm. our all of our friends in des moines and i'm just like overwhelmed all of a sudden i just start bursting out crying and then like like one by one throughout this course of like minutes at least it feels like that in the dream then it turns to like 10 20 30 an hour two hours go by and i'm just crying and it's like getting i'm welling up it's getting more and more intense i'm starting to like hard sob where i can't even catch my breath and then i'm getting hugged by you i'm getting hugged by everybody and then all of a sudden like i get here a loud boo in my ear and it's my sister's voice <laughs> saying like and that is just what she used to like scare me like i'd come around a corner and she'd just be like you know then we do that we do like some fun scares here and there <laughs> everyone that, known to do a scare too <laughs> it's like an inside joke it's become like an inside joke and so i get shocked awake violently like stir awake to where i'm lucky that i didn't pull a muscle somewhere but i'm just like twist awake and i realize holy sh- she just yelled boo in my left ear. I sleep on my right side, uh, left side, everybody. So my Maybe right. Maybe she saw that you're getting too intense. That's so she tried what... to bring a funny back to you. Right. <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to say is that even though she's gone from this plane, there's some part. And of, of course, you can like scientifically say it's in my subconscious in the back of my head. It's just all in all me. And but I, I mean, the older I get, the more I want to believe that it, it, there's another plane out there. There's another place, entity, or whatever that where she's just like saw me sobbing, saw me whatever, and she's just like. I'm going to get you for that, Sean. You should come on. Stop freaking crying so hard. <laughs> and the, so like that love that you're, you know, you're talking about the ones that we've loved that have left this place. And that is just, yeah, it just really shook me. And I I mean, and what's even more funny about it is that she was always like a deep sleeper, like into the early in the morning, early afternoon. And I always got up early. That was like, a, you know, we're so opposite in that way. And it was 20 minutes before my alarm, which is like <laughs> one of the worst times to wake up, be forced to be w- woken up, right? You get woken up before your alarm, 20 minutes. What are you going to do? Go back to sleep and take five right. minutes for that. And you sleep for 10, mo- you know, like, so I'm just like, okay, I'm up for the day. Like I try for like three minutes and I'm like, all right, I'm up for the day. And I just like sit down at my desk and I work from home. And I'm just like thinking about like that whole, like, how did that happen? Like, what caused my brain in the middle of the night to bring her in? What was, what's the moment? There's nothing. I think about dates. I think about associations to the 
first week of February. There's nothing that comes to mind, mm-hmm. but in fact, it still occurred. And it's that love that you're saying that transcends time, that transcends what we even can explain in words. Yeah. The senses I, and that I we really, have available to us. And I really think when it boils down to it, that that's what humans were put on the planet to do is love. Yeah. Because we're that's all there is. And if you're not loving your friends or your partner or your family or your pets or the planet or the tree or your house, like there's nothing. It's the mortar that keeps this universe intact. Like I really do think that love is a transcendent circle. Appreciation, respect, and just an undying amount of just love. And I can't define it. And I don't know what the hell it is. We did our best on this pod, babe. We did our best to define. I can't define define it. I can't define it. All I know is that it's the reason why I get up in the morning. Yeah. For 100%. And then, like you said, the course of the last few years have been tough on everybody. And uh, we all are out here (laughs) just doing our best. But wow. Like, it's just your whole, my, my lens, my scope of the possibilities of love and in this life is just it's it seems like at this point i'm 31 years old it seems like it's never ending it seems like it's going to keep keep building keep growing and then i think about like the older people in my life i just had a great visit with my uncle and with my father and you know they're in their 60s going into their 70s here in the next few years and i think about 40 years from now what is that scope going to look like how many people have i loved that have i've lost how many people have i loved and then no longer um, part of their lives they're not part of my lives how many people like the the it's just incredible how how that would just it seems like it's just going to keep it's never ending the trajectory of this moment i think we're in a moment in our lives where it's just going to sky it's just going to keep skyrocketing we got to hold on for dear (laughs) life baby because it's going to go quick so we got to live in that moment. We got to show love, give love, and you you get what you put out. And I try my best, and I think you do a, a phenomenal job too, and you're a great reminder of that exact notion. Show love, give love. <sighs> well, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Let's go uh, watch Interstellar and Midnight Gospel <laughs> back to back to back. <laughs> So if you're out there and you're not feeling loved or you're feeling unloved, uh, I'm I'm call me like <laughs> I want to I want to give you a big ass hug and uh, we can celebrate world world kissing day <laughs> <laughs> cheeks and uh, whatever and so it's yeah I mean it's tough for everybody out there but I think that we're very fortunate Lydia. I agree, Sean. Let's cheers. All right, episode 11. I just cheers you. You got to take a sip. (laughs) Episode 11. Spoke a lot about love. We really got emotional. We really opened ourselves up to you, the listeners, our dear listeners playing at home. And thank you. Yeah, it's the first podcast of 2022. We hope to join you here soon. It's an honor to have been incarnated at the same time as you. Yeah. 
<laughs> We're all very fortunate to be here on this plane together. This got a little heady, babe. Mm. This got a little heady. <laughs> I think that's the trajectory we're heading towards, though, you know? <laughs> Trying to live a life that is that is definitely showing more love, giving more love. Receiving more. I love you guys. Happy love Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Make sure you send a text if you think about somebody that you haven't thought about or they haven't communicated with in a while. I think that's super important. It's something I've been trying to do and live up to. And if you've been fortunate to receive one of those texts or you haven't just yet, just just know that that's something that's the thing that I just have been really trying hard to do. So we love you. This love has you. been Sean and Lydia Happy Hour, episode 11. Be safe. Show love. Give love. Big kiss. Good night.